And we're back, Stripe Show Podcast. On a Tuesday, I think, yeah, it's Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Hope you're off to a, a great start this week as we uh, get into the third week of February. The weather finally, I'm um, looking outside right now in my studio, about 65 degrees, beautiful out. And uh, we're one tournament away from the PGA Tour uh, getting to the Florida swing. I'm excited. Players championship is near. I was out there a couple weeks ago and uh, the course looks absolutely fantastic, but we'll get to that in due time. Today's podcast brought to you by about golf simulators. I'm looking over it right now. I've got true spec in the middle of the fitting. So if you hear a driver, um, you know, hammered into the, into the simulator, that's what's going on over there. And look who's back, man. He's back at home after a three-week trip. Our guy at Read the Line, Keith Stewart. Welcome home, my friend. Don't talk to me about the weather. It's not. <laughs> you know, I, I tell you, three weeks out in, in the West Coast, and I think they saw the sun like four days at Riviera, and that was like 15 days into the trip. Wow, but it's it's nice to be home. It's nice to be on East Coast time, and uh, it's nice to always, you know, check out the guys and see how they're doing for a nice long stretch like that, and, and kind of put together some um, some summary points as we head into. I mean, we're like less than two months from Augusta. So yeah, let's roll. Yeah. So as you as you were flying home, and I'm sure your family was happy to see you, and you know, you were kind of reflecting on the three weeks that was. Any any takeaways? Any highlights? Anything that uh, kind of stands out in your mind from uh, your long trip? Well, I guess I'll be somewhat redundant, but I don't understand why the PGA Tour is in California in February. That's one takeaway. My second takeaway is um, we only got Tiger Woods for 24 holes. And as much as our, we are disappointed, right, I like to think that he's more disappointed than we are that he had some unfinished business there. And I think that if things went really well at Riviera, he makes the cut, finishes in the top 30, that we don't see him before Augusta. But the fact that his surgically repaired ankle, his surgically repaired back wasn't the reason that he withdrew. It was just illness. I feel like he's got to have a little, little chip on his shoulder, a little unfinished business, a lot of criticism out there. And uh, maybe we see him at the players. Maybe we now we get to see him one more time before Augusta, which I don't think we would have. So that's, I think, as a positive takeaway. And then the last thing I'll say is that if you look at the top 10 in the world, and there's nine PGA Tour golfers there, right? So we got to exclude John Rahm. But who's the guy right now? If we start, if, if we did a preview show for the season and we said we're seven weeks in, Travis, in the top 10 in the world, we would have all given two or three of those guys a win already based upon the venues alone. And the only guy that's won is Wyndham Clark. And he was the first one to say that he hadn't been playing well. So like who had Wyndham Clark on their card, you know, so the top 10 in the world, they got some issues to work through with 60 days till Magnolia lane. So my biggest takeaway from seeing those guys live is that I don't know that any of them get my money at the top of the board until people start to prove to me down there in Florida that they're ready to rock when it comes time for Georgia. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I did um, Jason Sobel's show yesterday on Sirius, and and he asked me. He was Andres and Gonzalez was was sitting in for Collins, and he and they we were talking about you know anybody really stand out to you here over the 
the West Coast swing and someone we haven't mentioned yet. I'm like, uh, no, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you Sam Burns. I mean, I think Sam Burns has looked okay. Um, you know, he's got four yep. top tens and, and looks like he's kind of moving in the right direction. But to your point, I mean, Scheffler, his putting's still a mess right now. You know, um, you know, what's going to happen there? We've talked about it. I don't want to get into it too much right now. He's not putting well. McElroy kind of getting the engines going. You kind of feel like his iron game is, is not particularly sharp. Um, maybe it's Hovland. Hovland. You know, it seems like the door's open for Hovland to walk through right now and be that guy. You certainly can't put your money on Shoffley and Cantley. You saw it again on Sunday. Those guys uncomfortable, you know, down the stretch. Now, in, in all due respect, Cantley uh, was not feeling great on Sunday, but Shoffley, you can clearly see it, Keith. We've talked about it. I mean, this guy chasing is a completely different person than the guy on the lead. You saw it on Sunday. He holds out for Eagle. He's one back. He's got all the momentum in the world. What does he do? Bogey, bogey, bogey. You know, and so, you know, I'm not ready to, to put money on Shoffley down the stretch. You talked about Clark. Homa's struggling right now. Fitzpatrick, I think, is struggling right now. Um, Spieth, you know, I still think it's a bit of a flip of the coin. Colin Morikawa has holes in JT. his game. Tom Kim, JT. I mean, it's just, it's hard to wrap your arms around anybody. And I think at the end of the day, man, it's another bad break for the tour right now. I mean, about- their top players are not performing at the highest level. Let's throw out a name that's relevant to this week. How about Tony Finau? Tony Finau hasn't gained with his putter. If I have to look at another social media post of a close-up of Tony Finau missing like a three-footer, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose it. You know, I mean, you watch those things and you you, you can't, you can't forget those strokes. You know, it's, it's not good. It's not good. Insert Will Zalatoris. Maybe he's the positive right now. He's ahead of schedule. His coach, Josh Gregory, will be joining me on Thursday. Um, we're going to get into kind of all things and his journey back, not only revamping his swing, but this long putter. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day that, uh, hey, one of the best putters on tour right now just very well might be Will Zalatoris uh, and what we're seeing uh, with the long putter. I just can't remember, Keith. I can't remember <sighs> so many players struggling with the flat stick. Right? Is it, does it does it just feel that way? Like it just feels like there's a lot of struggling going on um, with the flat stick, and I know it's hard. The game is hard, and this and that, but it just feels like there's just an abundance of it right now. I, I don't. It, that's not a. It's not a critique. It's just an observation from my well, end yeah. that that um, we just feel like a lot of the top players. That is the weakness right now of their game, and it's a glaring weakness in many cases. You know, you, your grip on your clubs like a grip on your world. And the, and the PGA Tour is in a tumultuous state. There's a lot of pressure on these guys, especially the ones that have stayed. There's a lot of question marks. Um, I think they all feel a little bit unsettled. And I think it's showing in their games in different ways where they have, where they have weaknesses. And, mm-hmm. and right now, the trend is, is that you look at the top 10 in the world and they're all really good ball strikers. They're all the biggest names. They're all really, really good ball strikers. And they have their moments with the putter. Mm-hmm. And um Well, that's you know, Hideki, they, isn't it? That's Hideki. I mean, he he kinda he he has his moment with the putter. And when it and when it's hot, he rides it. And and then he seems like some other things kind of goes his way to help him win, like the two kick-ins that he had from, you know, eight inches back to back, and then yeah, you know, his short game. 
Um, you know, look, we, we've talked about it many times with Hideki. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves with how good he is uh, around the green. He's one of the best. And uh, we saw it again on full display. But, yeah, Hideki found something with his driver, got a couple kick-ins, got a little hot with the putter, and all of a sudden, um, you know, Cantlay, you know, kind of spinning the wheels. Xander spinning the wheel. Uh-oh. Hold on. <laughs> We're live, folks. Hold well, on. Let me jump in We're there live. for a second while you're Go fixing ahead. your mic. Go ahead. We got a mic issue here. Go ahead. All right. So Hideki was 120 to 1 on Sunday morning to win. Right? He ends up shooting 62. And he hasn't had a top 10 on the PGA Tour since last year's players. He's had more neck withdrawals than he's had top 10s in the last year, right? And we're supposed to go after, you know, Hideki and say that this is the guy. And, yeah, when the putter goes on, I mean, golly, if Scotty's putter ever went, you go back to last year's players, he won the players by five, and he just broke even with the putter. So, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's it's an interesting epidemic that's going on there at the top, whether it's JT or it's Scotty, Hideki or whatever. All these guys, if they whatever they putt, it's all over. You know, yeah. might be all over for Mike. I don't know what's going on here. What, right, keep talking. Hold on. I almost got it. I almost got it. All right. Well, well, what you're doing is you're bringing up a very good point, and that is is that as we, we segue go. into the uh, into uh, Viva Vedanta this week, right? Vedanta Vallarta, down in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. You know, we take the love boat from up there in L.A. down there to the Mexican coast. Um, it's not just these signature events that are wide open. We're heading into a week that's totally wide open, which some, you know, want to call it the Tony Finau Open. But how could you ever bet on Tony Finau or anyone at the top of the board, right? When it comes down to it, these middle-tier guys, and even deeper than that, although in this field it gets it, it gets like – abyss deep but like i mean it's where are we going with this today i mean you gotta cue the music because where are we going with this first click i i feel like i feel like there could be a name come up that i haven't heard in like a year and a half there probably will be there probably will be i mean we're already off the rails here live you know so just kind of stay with us here folks i'm I'm gonna have to um, hold the mic here um but uh yeah, there there's some names here this week, folks. There are some names this week that uh, I'm going to have a hard time, I think, selling you on. I'm going to do my best, but I'm going to have a hard time selling you on. And, and no, I can't bet Fino. I, I, I can't bet Fino down there at six, seven to one. Not what I've seen um, with that putter. It did look like last week, though, Keith, he did go a little bit more upright, which is good. Um, I hated that man. It felt desperate with the super low handle and the toe completely off the ground. So at least he went back to that. But, you know, it's a segue into the Mexico Open. And, of course, Finau won, um, what was it, 24 under, I think, last year, Rom, the yep. year before Correct. at 17. And yep. and we know this course, um, Vedante Vallarta, is a long course. You know, it's it's 7,500. We're at Pass Palum. Um, grass and but the ball flies we know these guys are going to let it loose out there and historically you know we need some length off of the tee here longer iron game um you know mid and long irons into these greens i don't think the greens are going to be that fast i think that's something to, to take into consideration as well and who's played well here in years past because of the wind which is kind of the defense of this golf course if the wind doesn't blow 
these guys are going to go low. I mean, they're going to be bombing it off the tee. They're going to have, even though it's mid irons into the greens, these greens I think are relatively receptive. Um, the par fives obviously are all gettable. So we need some length. Yeah. Give us some middle to long iron game. Um, but I, gosh, that, that, that slow pass palum tells me, okay, the ball's going to be kind of sitting up around the green. So I push short game way down this week. But what kind of player, you know, taking those factors into consideration, maybe you've got marked that uh, kind of leads us to some of these names we're going to talk about. Two years we have down there at Vidanta Vallarta. Two top tens. There's been five players that were in both top tens. Rom being one, Finau being another. Rom's not back. Brendan Wu, Patrick Rogers, and Cam Champ. Cam Champ's finished in the top 10 there twice in the last two years. Cam Champ has four top 10s in the last two years. And half of them have been at this golf course. If that's ever like a credit or a box to check off that length matters, folks, what are we talking about? Right? Long iron play, you're right. And that seaside pass palum creates a number of interesting comps. Certainly the length at Corrales the Punta Cana course that they play, which is another secondary or weaker field event. Puerto Rico, El Cardinal that we saw back at the Worldwide Technologies. All of these places are great little comps for you to take a look at those fields and how guys not necessarily just putted on the Seaside Pass Palum, but they also performed when they're kind of been like ushered up all of a sudden to being a favorite or or something along those lines. I mean, there's not a lot of betting boards where you're going to see Nikolai Hogard at 18 to one, or you're going to see Keith Mitchell at 24 to one, you know? So, you know, like, and everyone says, oh, I, I don't like this number. Well, the number is the number, right? And our job is to pick the winner. So can those guys win, you know, when, when you don't consider the number? I mean, the fact right. that, the, that, that, the, bo- the, the books call them favorites doesn't necessarily make them favorites. I mean, that's been proven for seven straight mm-hmm. weeks here on the PGA <laughs> tour. So, right. you know, at the end of the day, um, I don't know. I guess to get us started, you know, we're both not going to bet fee now. I don't know that, you know, I mean, we go from a week where there were eight guys at the start on Monday who were under 20 to one in this elite field to two guys that are under 20 to one. And most people don't even know who the other guy is, Nikolai Hogarth. So, I, you know, I don't know. Cue the music. Let's go first click. All right, here we go. You want to start? I knew you were going to go there. I, I, it's funny when you texted me, you know, that was one of the first three names that I, uh, that I circled. And one of the big reasons is that club right there, the big dog. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Taylor yeah. Pendriff swing. Like Matt Man. Wolf or something. <laughs> oh. Taylor Pendriff, why are we going that why are we going that way? Well, I, he has the length requirement. He is one of the longest hitters out there on tour. Uh he's a big modern golfer. Uh we we love him there. He's very good on seaside pass palum. He's had five top fifteen finishes in his last seven starts, which has been one of the quiet, like nice stretches of golf that anybody has had, I guess because he's Canadian or because he doesn't play in any of the signature events that we kind of, we don't see him. I mean, how about the fact that we haven't seen most of these guys in almost a month? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe some got into waste management, but 
but not very many, you know, for the most part, you know, somebody like Taylor Pendrith has taken advantage of his starts over the last four or five months. And, you know, I, I do a ton of writing when it comes to betting on golf. And if I can't develop a story around how a guy is going to win or how a woman's going to win on the LPGA tour, then how the heck can they win? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. After the fact, you know, Monday morning quarterback, but we were talking about the comps between Augusta and Riviera all week. So then Hideki wins and he has a green jacket and he surprises. No, you could see someone writing that story mm-hmm. Was somebody doing it eight days ago. Of course they weren't because Hideki didn't have a top 10 in almost a year, but you have to be able to go down that road. Bombers do really well here. Guys that are good long iron players. All right. Taylor Pendrith, when other guys are hitting a five iron, he's hitting a seven iron. That's a huge advantage. And then he's shown that he's comfortable on seaside pass foul, which is sticky and slow. So for a number of reasons right there at the top of the board, I feel like he's the type of guy that could actually win this golf tournament. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, I think Pendrith is a uh, is a good bet. And I think as we kind of continue to go down that path, I mean, I'm going to – look, these kinds of weeks, I've – it's it's bode well for me just to stay the course with the guys that I like. And I know that we've got to lean a little bit towards some distance, and this guy certainly has it in spades. Um, I would put him in the top probably 30 to 40 guys in driving distance this week. Yep. And so my first look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Davis Thompson, which I still think things are moving in the right direction for him. I I, I believe in the pedigree of this kid. I think he has what it takes to win on the PGA Tour. Maybe this kind of week is the type of week um, that we get. You know, I I like to build a model based off some the key stats. And and, and like this week, you know, you've got a way out approach and particularly 175 to 200. Maybe you go even above 200 to kind of take a look there. You know, what is the strokes gain par five? There's four of them this week. A lot of par fours, some 450 to 500. Driving distance, strokes gain off the tee, kind of push down approach, take a peek at past Palom. I mean, you kind of weigh all that out and you hit update model, right? And number one is Johnny Vegas in the last... Let's see, what is it? Last 24 rounds, Johnny Vegas. Number oh two is Taylor Pendrith. Okay, so that's a that's a good that's a good bet. See how I paid you off there? Number two is Taylor Pendrith. Then you go Appreciate down to it. number you go down to number ten and it's Davis Thompson. And so I I I think this is a good place for Davis. Um you know, you 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 go down and you look at how he's played this year, 21st at the American Express, um, I don't think really had it at the Farmers. I think he looked really good at waste management where he was 15th. When I think of Davis Thompson, I think of the driver. I think of that being his weapon, his asset. And I think it's been the club that's actually kind of held him back a little bit. I think his iron game has been really good. I think his short game is improving. I think he's had a couple really good putting weeks, two of his last three out, outings. And yeah. so I – Right now, when I look at Davis, I just need his strength, his driver, to come back a little bit. It's not like it's been really bad, but he's been losing, a, you know, a stroke off the tee. So he drives the ball the way he's capable of, and he keeps the rest of his game moving in the right direction, like I've been seeing. I think Davis Thompson um, is a, is a real look here. All right, let's get in the weeds in a second on Davis right. because I think okay. he represents a really good conversation for the listeners here, and. Um, 
<clears throat> strokes gained off the tee is an aggregate. Usually his strength. Well, okay, yes. It's and and why? What does Davis do that Taylor Pendrith does? Right? What does he do? Well, he's got he's got some length and he keeps it in front of him. Yeah. Okay. So he bombs it, right? Yeah. yeah. Dave Thompson has no problems bombing it. No, but what gained off the tee a measure of it's a balance between length and it favors length, but also accuracy. So one of the reasons that he's been struggling lately is he hasn't been as accurate right. as he should be, but he has the length. So we've got ball speed, ball speed. We've checked that box, but now we go to a golf course. Well, we're not going to Tory, right? Where you had to hit the fairway. We're going to a place where we've got more bunkers than trees. So like this thing's wide open and it's proven that, that these guys like a cam champ mm-hmm. that just absolutely rifle the thing um, have an advantage. So the, the, the area as you get deeper and deeper into this, you say, okay, well, the guy's got super speed. He lacks a little bit of accuracy. That's why he's further down the chart on strokes gain off the tee. But you know what, though? I can give that up this week because he's so talented as a putter. He's a great approach game. And, you know, he's a great par four scorer. You look at all those different factors. I mean, Davis Thompson's got to be at the top of a lot of people's list. I mean, his his one – the one weakness that would that might give me pause about Davis Thompson this week is that he's not the greatest par three scorer, and we have five of them this week. So we have a par 71 that's 7,500 yards, and the reason it's not a par 72 is that we have an extra par three in there, and we have one less par four. So if you want to get hypercritical about Davis, you could go there, but everything else kind of checks the box for a guy that just pops up a la like a Patrick Rogers or a Cam Champ, these guys that have super ball speed, but they're not the most. And it's tough to be accurate at that level and that yeah. long. You give them a wide open golf course like this to where they can just like let it fly. It's humid. The ball's really flying. Um, and it gives them, it gives them an advantage over the field. So, you know, as you can tell, I've thought a lot about Davis this week. Yeah. Um, and that's what I meant by getting in the weeds on this. I hope that most people, when they listen to us, they understand the levels with which to each of these onions that we peel back the layers, you know, like, I mean, it, I, I love the Davis Thompson, um, opportunity this week. Yeah, Maybe too. my final card. I don't know, but I love it. Yeah, it too. Yeah, it too. I think his iron game has been, um, you know, I, I like what I saw at waste management. Like I said, I, I think he was, um, he was clean. He's got to get that driver like, um, back on track. All right. So. You know, top of the board before I let you drive here. Um, and by the way, folks, Pendrith is coming in at 25 to one. Uh, let's see. Davis is around 33 right now, I think 33, 30, 35, 35. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit of some, some odds to chew on there. Um, which will probably fall way short because we know that someone 225 is probably going to win this thing. So, um, <laughs> you know, Finau, of course, is the favorite. He's seven. Nikolai Holgar is second. Wow. Uh, 15 to one. Dietrich, wow. Uh, 23 to one. I mean, I can't go there. Jaeger, wow. 23 to one. I mean, it gets dicey quick as you start coming down the board, but there's Killer Keith, first time. Um, speaking of driving it with some length, he's right there around 25 to one. I mean, I can, I could see myself sprinkling Killer Keith. And I think a guy that's going to be overlooked is Grio. I think Grio right around 25. I think he'll be overlooked. Um, uh, as well, I kind of like Grio this week, and uh, his his best his best uh, platform for putting, past Palom. He he likes this stuff. You know, a lot of people criticize Grio all the time, 
and uh, he's been playing good lately. He has right. Grio, Grio. I'm gonna. I, I've played Grio. I top of the board. Thompson and Grio are my two. Seventh at the Sony. Twentieth at the Farmers. Fourteen at Pebble Elite Field. Twenty second at Phoenix. Forty four at Genesis. Mm-hmm. Got to look deeper into Genesis. Um, Grio will be all over my placement and my head to head card. He's played good there. He's had good yeah. results yeah. at uh, Viva Vedanta. <laughs> Folks, I know it's Vedanta Vallarta, but I'm just having some fun. All right. Um, at the top of the board, I mean, you know where my first click is. That's as, that's as, that's as low as I'm going to go. Um, I will play some Grio, but it won't be in an outright. And, uh, I, I just, I, this question starts to come up as you go further down the board. And that is like, you start to see these guys. You're going to play Patrick Rogers, aren't you? Well, no, this is my question though. You're going to see, I already brought these three names up. They've had two top tens. Okay. And they're not the big guns. Brandon Wu, Cameron Mm. Champ, and Patrick Rogers. These guys odds are half of what they normally would be, but because of course history, they're up there. And I mean, have they shown us anything lately? I mean, are you going to touch any of these guys? I mean, let's, let's do a little, uh, buy sell. You know, even from a top 10 point of view, before we even get into winning, would you, would you have these guys three Pete in the top 10? First one was Brandon Wu. No, we'll go Wu, Rogers and champ. You, you, you pick the order, man, of those three. Okay. So of my confidence picks of those three, I would go Rogers, Wu, champ. That would be my confidence of the three in that order. I would question your confidence. Well, hey, look, I haven't sniffed. I haven't sniffed a winner this year, so go ahead and beat me down. No, no, no. The the point is the conversation, right? Like, the the question becomes: Do you go down the road of do I want Brandon Wu or Cam Champ, or do I want a guy like Michael Kim who has the skill set and has been playing better lately? I'd go Kim for sure. Of those four, I would go Kim. There's no doubt. Yeah. Do I want Maverick McNeely? No doubt. Right? So, no doubt. you know, I, I don't care that Alejandro Tosti had one top 10 there in two years, right? Like I need, I need to see a little championship form here. I mean, even the guys that have been winning have had some semblance of form, um, at some point recently that we could point to to say, Hey, and the fit was good and, and go from there. It, it just, um, I guess don't rely too heavily on, on course history when it comes to this week, maybe is what I'm saying with this, this wide open of a field. What do you, what do you, how do you feel about that? I think that, I think that's accurate. I, I think you have to, yeah, I do. I think you got a, a course history. There's always a little value there, but in this particular one, I think I'm pushing it down with this field. Um, it just, it, it feels, much more open this week again you know based off some of the things that we've talked about up to this point um it just feels more open in general week in and week out on the pga tour given the holes yeah. that we talked about even in in the top players you know you go back to you go to course history um you know obviously Finau is the man first and the second brandon will you mention a third and second cameron champ two top tens patrick Roger, patrick rogers two top tens grio was fifth last year davis riley i mean forget it He's a completely different version of himself. He was fifth last year. Yeah. Um, other guys that were top tens, you've got uh, Ben Taylor, I think, was in the top ten last year. Lipsky, Brandlett. Harry Hall. Toasty. Harry Hall, Hostler. who loves um, 
who loves these kinds of greens as well. And um, so would you go, all right, here's a guy, Marcus Hubbard, striking striking the cover off the golf ball. Would you would you rather reach and go with uh, Hubbard? You know, I look at Hubbard right now coming in at 30, is he's 40 to 1. Brandon Wu, 45 to 1. I feel like I got to go if I if I'm going to I feel like comparing apple to apples would be like Michael Kim and, and Mark Hubbard. Right. And I'm going to go Kim just because they're both great approach players. I think that uh, Kim has a tendency to score better. Um, so that's where I would lean on that. That's one of the reasons why I like Mav McNeely. You know, he, he's shown some semblance of form with his approach game, which is the weakness for him. But he had those nice top 40s there on the West Coast, and then he's sixth at Waste Management. Um, I watched him play a bunch of golf there. Matt McNeely's longer than you think. A little room off the tee here is going to help him too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but really the weakness in his game for McNeely um, coming out of this injury has been his approach game. And he's, I mean, he's he's been decent. Lately, yeah. he gained almost three strokes at waste management, and then he comes in sixth. And that putter is definitely his oh, differentiator device. So it's magic, yeah, yeah. And um, based upon what we know about Mark Hubbard and Michael Kim and a Maverick McNeely, I mean, Kim's already won on tour, and he did it at a place where he had to score a lot. Uh, Matt McNeely, you know, the pedigree there is a little bit. It's a little bit higher than that of Mark Hubbard. So if I got to go through the three of those guys, I mean, you could tell who I'm favoring. Yeah. I think, I, I think I agree with all that. I think, um, based off, uh, what you said there. And as we get into the forties and the fifties, I mean, these are this, this is the conversation, folks. We haven't mentioned Doug Gim yet. 45, I'll probably pass. Aaron Rye, 50, I'll probably pass. But yeah, there's, there's Wu, uh, Rio's in this, um, is in this uh, is in this class yeah. as well, which I think is an interesting name. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, probably his short game is going to be neutralized a little bit more this week. We saw him pop last week. Uh, McNeely looks healthy. I, I agree with all that. Um, then you got Sa Ekrot. There's Johnny Vegas all the way down the six. You got to sprinkle a little on Vegas. I mean, you know he's going to shoot probably seven under and be leading after the first round. So I mean, it's just. Vegas is going to make the cut. Is he? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to go top twenty at least with him. Sh Kim, I think great I long see, iron player. Great yeah, long as, iron player. I see some. I see some respect being yeah. put on Kim and Stevens both. Um, Stevens is Stevens started the week at ninety. Yeah, he's now mid sixties. Yep. Right, and when you yep. look at the comps, um, you, you know, you, you look at the past Palom comps, or you look at different difficult courses. Like he did last year at Valero. Uh, the guy could score. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he's long, certainly very long. I, I love Stevens in that range to do something that kind of fits the mold of the Matthew Pavans and the Grayson Murrays of the world so far this year because he's got the skill set. And if things are that wide open, the door is open. St- Sam Stevens can walk right through it. I agree. <laughs> Yep, I I agree. I love I think, him this week. Yeah, I think Stevens he he's a guy that I circle for sure. I mean, he's probably the third name that I would give you as we start working down the board. And I go back to this model here for a second. Some of the key stats I, we talked about: Vegas, then Pendrith, EVRs three, um, Michael Kim's four. So you know, Michael Kim, 
I, I think this is a spot, you know, you, you start looking at par four scoring that 450 to 500 range. Kim is excellent. 175 to 200. Excellent. Takes care of the par fives. He gets a lot of looks, uh, you know, so he, he's not the longest, probably middle of the pack off the tee. But I think this is a good place uh, for Kim. Then it goes Finau, Gim, Hadley, Hubbard, Wu. We start getting outside of the top 10. Your next batch is Hogard. I'm sorry. I skipped over Davis Thompson. I, I talked about. Um, and then, then, and then it's Eric Barnes. Kind of interesting name. Justin Lauer, Carl Yuan, Austin Eckward. I've heard that name kicked around a little bit this week as yeah. well. The cool thing about Kim, and you know, I mentioned this when we were talking about, uh, Thompson, but they're going to play almost 30% of the holes this week are going to be par threes. So when you start to have that many of this, of a similar type of hole and almost all of them fall like in that 175 to 200 land. Um, and Michael, Michael Kim is third ranked third in this field in par three scoring. I mean, that over the course of 30, a third of the holes you're going to play are one type of hole and he's that elite at it. It gives you an edge. You know, I mean, I kind of like that. I, I've heard a lot of Eckroat too. Um, yeah. I'm not quite sure if yeah, I'm, I'm there on him. Yeah, I'm uh, e- EVR makes all the sense in the world, but like, is EVR the type of player that's going to win twice in Mexico within like five months of one another? Would you rather uh, have EVR or this guy, Jake Knapp? Oh, EVR. Can I just can I can I just soapbox here for one minute real quick? Go for it. Okay. So over the last month, there's been a lot of conversation. I, I don't know how we got here with the club at the top. All right. And the club, which way the club's pointing. So you look at Jake's swing here. You see the club head just showing up barely right of his hands. Right? Yep. And then if, if the club head was just pointing slightly left of his hands, right? So one would be, you know, if it points a little more left, it's a little bit more laid off. It's a little more right. It's it's a little more across the line. Sure. You know, kind of slightly left of the hands at the top is pretty ideal. But you can go too far, right? And we've had, there's a there are a handful of players, it seems like, over the last month that have come into light of being the shaft laid off, right? And so it's it's one thing to say, the shaft is more laid off versus the shaft is laid off. Okay. So I can point the club head slightly left of the hands and it's fine, but I can point it even more left of the hands and keep going. And eventually it becomes laid off. Right now, generally speaking for an amateur, when you develop, like you're not going to, you're not going to teach him to get the shaft laid off. You're just not. If anything, you're probably going to get the club head looking a little right of the hands, like our boy Jake here, okay, because that's going to help the shaft shallow out. So if one more person sends me in my comments, in my DM, that, hey, it's better to be laid off at the top than it is a little across the line, my head might explode because uh, that's that's bad advice for most. Now, I, I fully aware that there's a lot of players that get the club head slightly left of the hands, slightly, and that's okay. No one's saying that's that's fine. That's all I'm playing. But you don't get it laid off. Don't get it laid off because if you get it laid off, like for most, it's, 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 it's hard to overcome. Anyway, all right, that's that. So you look at Jake. See the club head slightly right of the hand? I, I mean, you pay too right? much attention to social look media. At this. See this? See the, look at the club. Now look at coming down. Look at that. I mean, that's good action right there. 
I mean, Jake's, oh. Jake, Jake's got some damn good action. I mean, that's like, oh, that's some clean, clean stuff. He's getting a lot. Of, he's got a, he's got a cool swing. He kind of slings it. He kind of checks a lot of boxes. Jake Knapp going to win this thing? The the flavor of the month? He going to win it? So, um, didn't really have a lot of, ex- I had zero experience with Jake Knapp prior to waste management. And I was walking the range and I stopped and I saw his name placard and I said, you know, I haven't seen this guy's action. I want to watch it. And I was hooked on it. The guy's a sweet swinger of the golf club. He is. Right. Yeah. He and is. the first mm-hmm. question that I would ask him in this video, I'd say, what kind of shot were you trying to hit? Because if, if he was trying to formulate a draw, he might have tried to wind the club up a little more across the line. Um, the guy in the shadow right there at the bottom, was he on the hand line? Where was he filming from? You know, I mean, there's so many factors that, that come All right, play stop here. Stop with the, stop with the camera police. I gosh, I get enough of that from the, from the, I just, my audience. I couldn't believe there was somebody this morning that was like, Oh, Scotty should, it's insane to me that he doesn't change his putting. I'm like, what are you even paying attention to? The guy changed <laughs> everything. everything in the fall. You want him to just change it again? Let's just start using mallet putters and long putters and do all this stuff, right? They have no idea what fear is. You think Scotty, Scotty Scheffler is comfortable with what's going on right now? You're losing your mind. But if you've never taught someone to change them, change a fundamental part of their golf game, then you just don't know how intimate it is to go through that. You That's know? right. Like, uh, That's right. I don't know. It's well said. No, it's well said. That's it's exactly, it's very well said. And, you know, you start coming down the board here and maybe I'm going to let you steer <laughs> as we start. Um, cause, but the, there's one name I want to ask you about. Go. You start thinking about length and that's Robert McIntyre. He's in the field this week and he's down there at, uh, 9,800 to one. I mean, yeah. Bobby Mack, maybe. Bobby Mack's on my season long fantasy team. Just for events like this. Okay. Weak, weak fields where you need to be long. Yeah. And, uh, great long iron player, good wind yeah. player, obviously. Uh, we're going to catch some wind in the afternoon there. We're less than a mile from the Pacific coast where Vidanta sits. Um, no trees out there to protect these guys. So when you're in the afternoon wave, which will be one of the first two days. And then if you're contending, it'll be Saturday and Sunday. Um, you want a good wind player guys from Scotland. I can play long irons into the wind. Who could forget yep. that, that shot that he hit on approach to the Genesis Scottish Open last year and almost try and win and then only to be bested by Rory. Uh, and Rory's, what, two iron or one iron, whatever he was hitting. But um, Robert McIntyre, yeah. I mean, for me, he's more of like a uh, a placement type play or a DFS play to win out on the PGA Tour after he just earned his card. Um, much like Hogard did and the guys, what the guys that finished top five, who didn't already have their card on the DP world tour at the end of last year's, uh, order of merit got full status, right? So Ryan Fox was another one. I mean, Ryan Fox, I walked with him at at waste management. I would take Ryan Fox over McIntyre. Of course, the odds aren't the same. Fox are going to be a lot lower, but, um, I mean, he's a shut face player that can play great in the wind. That guy bombs it and he could definitely score and, you know, he's the type of guy that walks up on the tee with like a food stain on his shirt. It's untucked, you know, <laughs> white, his white foot joy classics are like just so like, 
like so dirty and old and everything. And the guy just absolutely just rips it, you know? I mean, the reason his shirt's untucked is because he swings so hard, you know, and he just keeps pulling it out all day long. So, um, if I had to choose between the two, that wasn't really the question, but as I developed the question more, I mean, based upon what I saw in Phoenix, I, I do kind of like Ryan Fox this week, um, New Zealander and, uh, definitely hammers it. Um, although Bobby McIntyre at some point on your card or as a live play head to head, especially if it gets even windier than what we expect, definitely a guy that you should pay attention to. Yeah. I mean, is there anybody past 100? I mean, we're, we're talking about McIntyre at a hundred to one that we would, you know, feel more confident with. We've got, you know, look, this is where some of these winners are coming from. What was Hideki 80 to one last week? I mean, that, that was like the, the lock of the last six weeks so far, you know, there's yeah. got her up. I mean, people are kind of waiting on him. Um, oh, don't even go there. Speaking now, I'm not going to bet him, but he's a guy that we know can, we know can bomb it. Um, you know, you want another long hitter, Matty Schmid, pride of Jacksonville Beach, right here. Um, probably not going to bet that, but he's at 125. Higgo's at 125. I'm mad at Higgo. I'm kind of mad at him right now. I, I don't, I don't know. I yeah, I mean, um, I think Carlo Yuan, you could go ride that roller yeah. coaster if you want. Um, he's like 125. Well, real um, quick, here, real quick, because there's three names in a row. Okay, Vincent Whaley, Victor Perez, and Carl Yuan. I mean, all at 125. I mean, of those three, of those three, if you had to, if you had to pick one, can I add a fourth? Is he right next to him? Yeah, Parker Cootie. Oh, there he is. Yeah, Parker Cootie right there too. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna go Parker. Yeah, I mean, check your model. Parker Cootie should be up there. I mean, he uh, uh, Parker Cootie moves it, puts it. Again, we're talking about limited experience these guys have on this golf course here in that range there. Um, Vincent Whaley certainly, uh, can move the golf ball off the tee. I've seen it live, uh, on the golf course and, um, I mean, away from the PGA tour. So, uh, Vince practices with a student of mine all the time and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's impressive. So he, he's definitely somebody that's going to be low value, um, high owned. Cause he's also a popular name there at the bottom of the board, but, um, man, I, See, I think I'd go you on. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you on I, or cooties where I'd go. Yeah. Sorry. I think I, I, I think I lost. Well, you told me to go back to the model. So I did. Okay. And, and Carl, you on is yeah. 14th in the model. Yeah. He's going to be way up there. He's, he's Victor one Perez, of your, 16. uh, yeah. Carl Yuan's like basement and ceiling is like a skyscraper, <laughs> you know, like, and, he, and, and he's, he's going to ride like the express elevator, like the whole week for you. So, I mean, he's the type of guy that, you know, could make it on the cut line and shoot like the course record on Saturday and then shoot 80 on Sunday, you know, and you're going to, you're going to have to stomach that whole thing, but another Jack's beach guy, oh. Carl Yuan. Oh, I got to get, get, yeah, I got to get, get windy there. there. Yeah. I got to get him in here, you know? All right, so we keep moving down the board. Any the um... thing that the thing that's baffling about Yuan, right? Yeah. As we dig into this a little bit, the yeah. guy's super long and he's not good on par fives. So what does that tell you, right? <laughs> and when I say he's super long, he's super long and accurate off the tee. Like he's top five in the field for strokes yeah. gained off the tee, but he doesn't. He's obviously not scoring with either his long irons, right? Or he's not scoring when he's close. <laughs> 
So that would that would give me pause because these guys are going to destroy these par fives at this place, right? You've got four basic basic par fives that they can almost get to and two, and then you've got the short drivable hole in the front, what seven? That's like two ninety five, right? So like I just that's why Yuan like can drive you mad. I need to take them because fair point. Fair there aren't point. a lot of guys that are going to like, like at the Sony where it was a much deeper field where he was contending for a little while there. And then he fell off. There aren't as many guys that are going to, that are going to run past him. Should Carl jump to the top five of the leaderboard? Yeah. I think you're now that you've been discussing Ryan Fox, I've been kind of doing a little more research. I think Ryan Fox is an interesting name this week. Oh yeah. You know, as I, as I look through oh, there, yeah. I, I think you, I think Ryan Fox is a, is a really solid look this week. Justin Lauer's in the top 20 of that, of that model too, as we watch Justin Lauer. He, well, he's made three cuts range. in a row. Yeah. Justin Lauer's in 150 range. Lanto yeah, Griffin's played well here. Though. What's that? I think Lanto's played well here, hadn't he? He's 150. Uh, or no. Maybe I don't he know. Hasn't. Maybe I don't I, know. I, Justin, I, no, 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 no. I've got him confused with someone else. No, it's not, it's not Lanto. Justin Lauer pops because he's made three cuts in a row. Um, he's good on Seaside Pass Ballum. He's not the longest player, um, but, you know, he's good. So you're going to take Parker over Pearson Cootie. I mean, here's 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 Pearson down here at, what, 225 right now? Yeah. You're going to take Parker. Wow. Okay. Uh, so Parker I Cootie. Mean, I, I, I'm going to take neither, but – Parker Cootie is a hundred and Pearson's one fifty. Yeah. Yep. Pearson's the better player. Uh by what measure currently? Well, he's a better college player, wasn't he? Whoa, 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 whoa. No? Yes. Yo, no, you're right. You're right. I thought he was. But currently, currently, Parker seems to be playing better golf. Okay. All right, fair enough. I just I, neither I, I mean neither of which is like on the front page of you know golf week, but good guys. Good guys. I had them on the pod oh, together. Just fantastic incredible. guys. Yeah. Like Ekro. Right. I mean they're all these young stars, you know, like we love them. Even SH Kim, you know, these guys are these guys are so talented. They're they're unbelievable. Um yeah. but at the same time, it's um this is an opportunity this week for them to kind of eke their way up similar to the way that like Corrales is in, at Punta Cana or, you know, these secondary field events that these guys have played well. I mean, these you got to look at those comps and how did they play? You know, speaking of good guys, Jimmy Stanger. Yeah. Good guy. He's uh set putting green behind me. He's been in here a few times. He's uh working with Marcus on his pot putting. Um, Really, really good guy. You know, look, now we're down there in the weeds, folks. Here's where the winner's going to be, and I've already mentioned a couple of these names. So one of them that ranked pretty high on his skill set was Eric Barnes. So looks, looks like I need to play Eric Barnes at 225 to 1. So that's uh, going to have to um, – I'm playing Barnes. That's my uh, that's my long shot. I mean – Down there, Max, uh, Max Graserman's in the field. Oh, Max Jersey boy. Great golfing family. Unbelievable. Max Grazerman went to Duke. Unbelievable player. Max, he he won the New Jersey State Open as a teenager. Max might be an interesting look this week. Yeah. For a, he for just a got top, out on tour. Top 20 maybe. 
if you wanted to, I don't know if I'd bet him to win. I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of going down the skill set here right now and picking out guys that fit the model that I've built. And, and, um, yeah, I, I think, um, give me the first name on that model, right? Tony, people would, the pe no, the people wouldn't, that, that I might not even. Johnny Vegas is too. No, I mean, Johnny Vegas is huh? watching this. It was the strike though, right? What? Carl, you how on? many rounds do you want? Who, how many rounds do you want? How how far do you want me to go back? Thirty six. I mean, most okay, of these guys we're... haven't played. They haven't played. Okay. Right. So we're going thirty six. All right. So here. Yeah. So pay attention. Yeah. Number one's Johnny Vegas. I, all right. Number. What's the first two, name that Michael I might Kim. not know? Yeah. Okay. I got you. Well, you know Smalley. I mean, Smalley's checking out if he could. Put the ball not, in the ocean. not, not, no, no. He finished no, top I 10 watched. here a couple of years ago. Okay. I'm just saying, all right, never mind. Did you see him um, at Riviera? Cause I saw him at Riviera last in the field. Okay. So a name that you're not thinking of, you're thinking of Aaron Rye, Caleb Tarum, if you want to go way down. How about how, how much his odds have dropped? I mean, me? if you want to go way down, I mean, look, Caleb Tarum, he's, yeah, he, he gets a lot of opportunities. He's got great length off the tee. He's going to chew you up. Yeah. Um, his iron game is solid. Uh, yeah, I wonder where his even odds are. Three hundred. Yeah, and there's another one. I, I look. I I think Barnes. I think Taron is probably the two bombers that I would throw in. That's my two long long shots. Kind of going down. Uh, yeah, I like Ryan Fox. I'm playing Ryan Fox. I'm definitely. Playing. I'm not going. I'm not going deeper than Stevens. I'm I'm definitely playing. No, hold on. I want to keep coming down here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we got, we got to have some fun with some of these names here. Uh, Sammy, um, Sammy Balamaki. Oh yeah. You know Preston what? Down Stanley. There. Blaine Hill. Can I interest you in, in Blaine Hill for a. Balamaki's a bomber, dude. Yeah. I bet you in a lot of models, he's popping up for sure. Yep. Cristobal Del Solor. Yeah. All right. That's as far as I, Joseph as far as I can go, I can't go. I can't. My head hurts. No. Going down this far. It's 50 so it's, minutes. It, Wrap yeah. this thing. All right. Good stuff. Mexico Open. Um, let's get a winner. I, I you know, Look, one of these first looks is going to come through. It's been a weird start to the year. There's, there, there's no doubt. Oh, just a very strange start to the year. Obviously, the fragmentation and pro sports, the tour and all these long shots coming in. And yeah. last week, Tiger going down. Spieth can't sign a scorecard correctly with math. I mean, it's just been bizarre. So what, what do you think? Get... What's the most bizarre thing we're going to see this week? I mean, like there's going to be something like weird that's going to happen. Like is Phil Mickelson going to show up in, in, in the gallery and like follow um, like Tony Finau around or something? That I mean, Greg Norman, Greg Norman designed the course. Is he going to come hand out the trophy? Might. I don't right. think so. Mexico um, Open, uh, Florida Swing next week, buddy. Yeah, Cognizant Classic at the Palm Beaches. Yep. Yep, and you'll be here for the players, so we'll do uh, in-studio, um, if we can, Players' Championship Week, which is uh, right around the corner. And uh, I right. think that's enough for the day. Good job, man. All right, well, once we get off, work on those microphones if I'm coming. Yeah, I am. I'm going to go about it right now, remount it. So, yeah. Thanks for staying with us, folks. We'll see you back Thursday. Uh, Josh Gregory.